0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Wench Bench, where friends sit and talk about fabulous fictional females and how their stories have influenced us throughout our lives. My name is Fonda. And my name is Allison. Today, Allison is going to be talking about Thor. Yay! Yay! I was, I I don't know how else to do a thunder sound effect, so I just did drum rolls. I hope that's okay. (laughs) We'll see how
1: it sounds when I get to editing. (laughs) But yeah, so I'm going to be talking about Thor, as many people may call her, Lady Thor. But during this podcast, I will just be referring to it as Thor. So if I say that... Assume female.
0: <laughs> well, in her comic run, they don't call her Lady Thor at all. They just call her Thor. Right? Yes,
1: yes, she okay. is just Thor, yeah. and the Thor that we all know is called Odin's son. So that's how I'm going to be referring to him.
0: Got it. Now I also won't get confused. Thank <laughs> you for the clarification. <laughs>
1: yes, start at the beginning. Make everything make
0: sense. <laughs> don't confuse so. our listeners or Fonda. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Especially don't confuse my co-host. <laughs> so I first got into Thor back in 2014 when Thor number one came out and revealed that there was going to be this awesome new female one. After the first comic, I was absolutely sold. I wanted to read every single comic. I have a statue of her downstairs.
0: I love this statue, by the way. Just a side note. It's one of my favorites at US.
1: It's so gorgeous. It's like kind of an anime style, and she's absolutely stunning. We will post a picture on our socials so that you can see how incredible my statue is.
0: (laughs) It's a very empowering statue.
1: Yes. There's going to be a bunch of times throughout this episode where we touch on all the different reasons why I love Thor, but before we get into all of the good stuff, I wanted to talk a little bit about the reception that she got oh. when she was first announced, and actually, like, even to this day, is still getting stuff online about people.
0: <laughs> don't, don't women just always, regardless of how old a topic is, get shit online? Yes. If we're being honest. Yes.
1: Uh, so I actually searched reception to Jane Foster Thor. Oh. Um, And there's still like fairly recent stuff, which is a lot of, oh, I haven't read this comic. What do you people think? And there was a surprising amount of people who said, I haven't read it, but I disagree with it for these reasons. And it's like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read it. But Or it's like that. I'll let you finish. But. <laughs> Excuse me. But. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of that came up,
1: which again, like if you didn't want to read the comic, if you don't like the idea of Thor being a woman, then just don't read it. But also you don't have to shit on it as soon as it starts coming out. It's something that I see happen a lot with any time they try and change a character to make it into a female I did find an absolutely incredible quote from an article on sci-fi.com. It's very funny because as some of you may know, Thor spent some time as a frog. So here is the quote. Why a female Thor was pandering to women when Thor had once enjoyed a lengthy existence as a frog and hadn't ever been accused of pandering to frogs remains to be explored. (laughs) But the fact is that Jane Foster had a lot standing in her way yet still delivered unto us one of the most epic eras of Thor ever. <laughs> Pandering <laughs> to frogs. I, I want that
0: to be a t-shirt. <laughs> like, I hope, I bet you it is somehow, like, it probably exists. All these things have to exist by now.
1: Oh, Probably. At least somewhere on the internet. Somewhere.
0: Like a sticker, maybe.
1: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I
0: hope to find it one day so I can just put it <laughs> on my, uh, some, on something I own. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think that article really sums up my feelings on the entire comic series. It is not pandering to change genders like that. It's not doing things like that. We have an overabundance of male characters in comics as I will talk about a little bit later Mm -hmm. because there's a scene in one of the comics that I think does female representation just so much good. And I love it. And I was like reading it again before this podcast and I just got like chills reading this part in the comic and it's so good.
0: (laughs) Do because I remember when quote unquote, The Lady Thor comic first came out, just Thor. Mm -hmm. I remember being really excited personally, because I was like, ooh, new story, new Take Who Dis. I think now I am personally much more intrigued by quote-unquote superhero titles that are just that, like a title. Like Captain America, for example. Mm -hmm. Most people know of Captain America as Steve Rogers, Mm -hmm. the OG, but like Other people take up the mantle many times within the history of Marvel Comics Mm -hmm. and not even within Marvel Comics. But like if you think about um, Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel, like those are names that got interchanged by two separate people. Mm -hmm. And also I know that 007 is, is a title, like totally different franchise, but also like not a person that owns the said name yes but someone else does
1: yes and actually the lady freya explains this extremely well in the comics so she is incredible in the comics like absolute god tier badass woman quite literally god tier (laughs) (laughs)
0: literally literally no figuratively no actual god (laughs) actual factual
1: Uh, At one point while she is talking to Thor, she explains that it's not just being worthy of the hammer because weapons will come and go. Like it's not it's an object. And what you really need to be worthy of is the title of Thor to be able to carry that name into the history books and to earn it and make sure that when people speak of Thor, they speak of people who are fighting for the right reasons who are mighty and who are strong but who are also kind and it's gorgeous freya just sums it up so well (laughs) so yeah titles are just titles
0: exactly
1: i did find another great quote from when this came out from denofgeek.com an article written by jim dandy quote Aaron's run on Thor is easily one of the two greatest of all times. It is entirely about what responsibility gods have to inspiring their followers. The point of making Jane Thor, which is made explicit in the astoundingly good Asgard Shiar War, is that proper gods should earn worship rather than taking it for granted. It's basically Spider-Man's power responsibility riff with deity-sized. So that totally sums up. And I'll talk a little bit about the Asgard-Shiar War. But it really does sum up why changing it to a woman and giving Jane Foster the chance to wield the hammer and show might as a female was really important. Um, To remind you in a little bit of a different way what the Thor story is all about. Because the same thing happened with male Thor. Just... Different lens, different yeah. colors of the rainbow. My husband, who works at a comic book shop, told me when this first started coming out, he spoke about how Thor has always been one of their like highest selling comic runs. And their orders actually went up
0: really? afterwards.
1: Yeah. Because a lot of the current readers were still willing to read the story because they like the setting. They like the story. They like the themes. And then you also got in a ton of new readers. Like, I don't still read Thor. (laughs) Not sorry about it. But yeah, so I just found that really interesting how there was all this talk online about how it was going to do poorly. And then it did so, so well. Like, it was one of the most successful gender switches I think Marvel has ever really pulled off.
0: Yes! (laughs) Yes! Success! (laughs) So happy!
1: So now we're going to get into all the really awesome, good, fun stuff. Okay, perfect. Okay. Uh, So for those of you who don't know, I'm going to start with talking a little bit about Jane Foster. (laughs) So in the comics, uh, ones that go back multiple years, back to 1962 to be exact.
0: That's how far we're going?
1: That's how far, that's how long Jane Foster has been a character.
0: That's the year (laughs) my mother was born. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Wow, okay. Yes. Put it in perspective for me, Allison. Thank you. You're welcome. So, (laughs) I haven't read these
1: because, come on, nobody has that much time. (laughs) But basically, Jane has always been a strong driven female character her mother died at a young age and her father worked two jobs to make sure she could have anything she wanted he also encouraged her in everything that she did making sure to never miss any of her events but he unfortunately later dies of complications due to a heart attack
0: oh Mm
1: -hmm. she starts as a nurse who worked with thor's alternate identity dr donald Blake.
0: Wait, Odinson had an alternate identity at one point? Yes. Dr. Oh. Donald Blake. <laughs> Dr. Donald
1: Blake. <laughs> yes, a slightly infirmed man, like very much playing the like weaker, kind of doing the whole Clark Kent thing. Ah, uh,
0: okay, gotcha. Um,
1: they eventually fall in love. It's pretty tumultuous. A bunch of stuff happens. Including having Sif give her some of her life force in order to save her. What? Yeah, pretty crazy, right? Lots of stuff happens. Uh, She does eventually marry a different man, though, Doctor Keith Kincaid, and she becomes a doctor. Oh, yay! Full fledged doctor, hot lady. In the Civil War arc, she is on the side of Captain America and joins the Secret Avengers. Really? Yes.
0: Ooh. Yeah, she
1: acts as their paramedic, essentially, so she helps to patch them up and all that stuff. Um, At some point, Thor dies and comes back, so Jane leaves her husband and eventually opens a practice with Dr. Donald Blake in the resurrected city of Asgard.
0: Interesting.
1: Yes. Uh, And that's kind of it for, like, her history in the comics. And I also kind of want to touch on the movies a little bit, too.
0: Played by Natalie Portman. Played by (laughs) Natalie. Love her very much. (laughs) So much.
1: So much. Uh, And they actually, in the movies, she is an astrophysicist. She is the one who finds Thor when he is kicked out of Asgard and (sighs) saves him, essentially. They have an intense and tumultuous relationship for a time but as far as the movies are concerned, they are now broken up. Yes, mm-hmm. a little bit. In I believe Endgame, he talks a little bit about how he has no more girlfriend anymore. Um, but while Thor, Odin's son, mm-hmm. is on a bit of a downward spiral, she is making great strides in her scientific endeavors. Oh, please mm-hmm. tell me. <laughs> That's all the internet will tell me. Oh, she's
0: just thriving thriving like a fabulous (laughs) woman she is just thriving i love that that's the word not like doing well or
1: like no she's speaking at conferences and making like super huge leaps and stuff when it in regards to like the science of like the rainbow bridge and all that kind of stuff the the things that she was researching in the first thor movie
0: Mm -hmm. okay yeah so i found that very... Good for you, Jane
1: Foster. Very interesting. So, Jane Foster takes up the mantle as Thor in 2014 with her own comic, written by Jason Aaron, drawn by Russell Dowderman, mm-hmm. and with the color artist Matthew Wilson. It is an incredible comic. I'm showing Fonda the cover art. <gasps> Which this is, is what made me, like, get a lady
0: lady boner, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. That mask, like, her whole helmet is just so cool.
0: This was, I think, one of the costumes I saw someone have the third year ever going to Fan Expo Vancouver. Yes. And I remember just, like, being like, if if I could make my own, this costume would be, like, what I would thrive to work towards
1: oh yeah strive, I want, strive strive strive. <laughs> strive to work towards i want to make this costume so bad it's just so cool like and it's not the
0: black revealing
1: lip. yeah the black lip the black is so lip good as well
0: with like the fact that you can't see her eyes at all yeah and it's not a revealing costume you're so right and she actually has a full chest plate and it's just it's
1: such an incredible character design they did such a good job I literally have my comics sitting next to me so that I can show Fonda references.
0: <laughs> and she's not wearing heels. No, nope. Not saying a strong woman can't wear heels. Just saying. Like, oh, oh, yeah. I fucking love that.
1: So good. In this current iteration, her and Thor are not together. But they are still friends, I suppose. Care for each other? They still care for each other. Yeah,
0: they been in each other's lives for so long. Like, it would make zero sense for them not to have any sort of connection or feelings, whether it's romantic, platonic, sisterly, brotherly, you know.
1: Yeah, it's very complicated.
0: As, <laughs> as it would be. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, so she is sick with breast cancer. Like, um, like on bed? Dying, dying. Thin. No hair. But, like, a part of the reason why I like it is that they never really show her when she's in her human form as being weak they do a really good job at not making it seem like cancer's the villain all along like it's just a fact it's not really a like a big drama point got it which i like and she is also representing earth or midgard in the congress of the worlds on asgard
0: oh
1: so she's a woman in politics and stem
0: Mm -hmm. double dipping
1: double dipping we begin the comic with having no one not even the reader know that jane foster is the one who picks up the hammer
0: yeah isn't the final panel like leaving it to at least in the first the first issue the one that allison just so kindly showed me the very last page it shows like i think mjolnir Mm-hmm. Did I even say that right? Mjolnir, yeah. Oh, thank God. Winged it. I always have a hard time saying it. Mew, meow um, mew. Meow. <laughs> it shows, like, he, and it switches it to she. Yes. And it shows a hand grab it. And yes. I remember, like, the internet flipped out with that oh, last so good. page.
1: I love that they did that. Love it. It was great. Love it. it oh was my great. God. it was great. So good. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Yeah, excited. and then like the last panel is her like raising the hammer above her head, and there's like thunder and lightning everywhere. It's Uh, oh.
0: thunderbolts and lightning, very very frightening me, Mamma Mia. Mamma mia. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, just seriously, if you have the means, like go read this comic book run. Like even if you just read one through eight. It is just a stunning collection of artwork and story mm-hmm. and it's it's beautiful. It is kind of hinted though that it was Freya who picked it up. Oh just a I little can, hint.
0: I can see that uh was it a red herring?
1: Yes. So that is really fun. <laughs> Ooh. The first run follows Thor as she discovers her powers fights against frost giants and other baddies, and is introduced to her main villains, Malakith and Dario Agar. Who? Dario is the CEO of Roxxon. He's a billionaire, an asshole, and a minotaur.
0: What is Roxxon? Roxxon uh, is... A company or a planet?
1: Is a global company. Okay. Eventually, into the comics, he joins one side on the War of the Realms, and he's basically mm-hmm. trying to use... The other realms for, like, mining and forestry and stuff.
0: okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Asshole Minotaur. Cool. Didn't know I needed one of those.
1: (laughs) Apparently you do. (laughs) Uh, Oh, also, Odin. Because he's a misogynistic asshole in these comics. He's, like, going crazy and he's such a dick. I hate him so much in these comics.
0: Oh. Like, crazy, like cuckoo or like crazy because he's getting older you know and someone uses the term senile which isn't necessarily the nicest way to phrase it but like what type of crazy are we talking about Alison? like mystical space <laughs> god crazy or like
1: it seems like he's kind of just gotten to the point where he's like i am the all father my word is law like a oh, lot no. of other things happened in other comics before this like thor odin's son loses his powers because nick fury like whispers something in his ear so that kind of Obviously, threw Odin through a loop, and he's like, Oh, my son isn't everything he's supposed to be. Which puts unne- unneeded pressure on Odin's son.
0: Poor Odin's son. Poor guy. So, Thor is fighting Dickhead Minotaur as a bad guy. Yeah. Who was the other bad guy?
1: uh dario so dario agar is the minotaur malekith is actually the dark elf we meet him in the dark world oh. of the movies yeah he is incredibly smart and obviously frost giants because how can you have a new thor not fight <laughs> frost giants
0: like how can we not
1: it's mandatory
0: <laughs> i of a bad joke <laughs> If he was a Minotaur and you had said it's mandatory, it would have been like, it's Minotaur. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: It is a bad joke. You bad are joke. correct. <laughs> oh, yeah. And on top of all of this, every time she becomes Thor, all of the medicine that is supposed to be helping her fight cancer gets purged from her system.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. every time she fights as Thor, every
1: time she transforms. Okay. Because it's not a natural part in her body. And so when it changes, the hammer sees it as something that's attacking her and hurting her. And so it's trying to heal her, but she's Mjolnir dying. It was an
0: antibody. Yeah. Oh, great job, Mjolnir. Mjolnir, Mjolnir, Mjolnir. Frick, I had it mm-hmm. and I'll never get it again.
1: Yeah. Okay. But well. also bad job, Mjolnir, because she needs them chemo meds. <gasps>
0: Oh, so yeah. it also gets rid of the chemo. Me- oh, so no. So it's seeing
1: her cancer as a natural part of her body. <sighs> yeah. So the cancer is supposed to be there, quote unquote, and the medication is not. And so it purges the medication every time.
0: Oh, n- oh no. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good at identify. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah. Never mind. Sorry, I take back what i said i know i mean mjolnir is kind
1: of an antibody
0: (laughs) (laughs) kind of but not the one that she needs nope
1: nope uh the comics also follow the original thor now odin's son as he tries to discover who is behind the mask he has a list of incredible women that you actually get to see in the comic from all throughout his life that includes his mother sif loki roz solomon and Jane. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does eventually cross Jane off the list though after he visits her and sees how sick she is.
0: Ah uh, the assumption. Mm-hmm.
1: And the whole while he is learning what it means to be worthy again and not bitter about losing his hammer like his father. So next we get the mighty Thor number one through twenty-three.
0: Ooh, still with Jane Foster?
1: Yes. Yes. So she has a couple. These are her two main runs. Uh, She also does have a pretty major role in the Marvel crossover series, uh, The War of the Realms, which I have not actually read yet because reading Marvel crossovers is really hard when they're coming out in single copies.
0: Well, especially because normally when they're doing... Crossovers that include other heroes. It's like if you don't know what had happened previously Mm -hmm. for that other hero that's showing up, it can get.
1: Yeah. So, Mighty Thor number one through 23. In this run, we find Jane still being a representative on Asgard. Cool. And Thor is now dealing with much crazier things. For example, Malekith is continuing his plans to rule the realms by starting the War of the Realms great (laughs) Mm -hmm. Odin and Cull his brother are being big jerks by putting Freya on trial saying that she has essentially committed treason for assisting Thor (laughs) yeah how dare you uh Loki stabs Freya in the back literally with a poison dagger Oh, no. I thought he loved her. He does. It's, it's very complicated.
0: complicated. Okay. <laughs> Fucking complicated.
1: Welcome to any kind of mythology. Uh, <laughs> uh, she also teams up with Roz Solomon, who is a super badass S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Okay, okay. To fight back against Dario Agar. She gets to fight the Silver Samurai and the Exterminatrix. And a bunch of other really cool bad guys... And S.H.I.E.L.D. discovers her secret identity.
0: But... How is it always S.H.I.E.L.D. does that first? You know what I mean? Like, not a godly... Yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D.'s... S.H.I.E.L.D.'s something
1: else. (laughs) 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 She manages to trick them into believing that she is not Jane by having Mjolnir basically put up like a...
0: Like a holographic...
1: Um, Mjolnir creates an illusion uh-huh. so that it looks like Jane and Thor are both in the same place at once. <laughs> hmm. She cool. also deals with the Shiar invasion. Oh. So, as a distraction tactic, Malekith sends the Shiar to Asgard to essentially like test them because these Shiar are like jerks. And. Thor ends up going through a bunch of trials this is where you really get the idea of gods needing to earn the respect of their people because she's not willing to sacrifice her morals she's not willing to sacrifice a bunch of other lives for any of the reasons and they they put her in all of these like really impossible positions and she always finds a way out of it because she's amazing and it's it's a really theologically interesting story cool, good
0: words theologically thank nice. you
1: yeah. <laughs> pulling out my five dollar words here <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's a really it's a really interesting couple comics where she goes through all of these things and you get to know her as a character so much more and you get to know what she values and it's it's really cool mm-hmm. and then at one point There's, like, a bunch of Asgardians on a bunch of Viking ships, like, in space, and there's a big battle, and it's just awesome. (laughs) It's dope. And then lastly, well, kind of lastly, (laughs) of her own titles at least, we have the Mighty Thor 700 through 706.
0: 700?
1: They changed their numbering system back to the old way that it was. So that's why it jumps from 23 to 700. Okay, okay, thank you. (laughs) This is the chunk of comics where we see Thor battle her greatest foe, the Mangog. The manifested vengeance of a billion billion murdered souls. Shit. Who has a sole purpose of basically destroying Asgard. A couple cool parts in this storyline is that Jane actually stands up to Odin while she's actually in her mortal form.
0: Really, mm-hmm. yeah, you
1: go, Jane Foster. I know. Uh, she calls him out on his stubbornness and how it is that that will lead to the, to the destruction of the realms. And he calls her a woman a lot in this argument, which he just generally throughout the comics refers to as a woman.
0: Like, not her name.
1: Like, not her name. Just, just like, woman. woman. And it's like, I I can hear it. I read it on the page, and I hear exactly. The tone. The tone. And it's like a visceral reaction. (laughs) Uh... And it's like they're saying it as if it's some sort of insult. And it's like, ah, so it's just, it's just
0: awful. <laughs> cool. Cool. I mean, not cool, but you know what I mean.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It is during this disagreement that Freya actually steps in. She's weakened and barely alive after is being it? poisoned by her son. She So she steps in and sides with Jane just as Jane collapses behind her. Oh, no. Yes. So Jane is rushed back to Earth because, because of the cancer, of the cancer. Oh. and because of the fact that none of her treatments for the past however many months have been actually having any effect.
0: Can can you please explain to me why her treatments have to be on Earth? Like, she knows of godly people and the majority of the universe is so big. Is there a reason why... So Jane...
1: This is a complicated one because it never really states it explicitly, but she does deny intervention for magical means. In my opinion, Jane believes that like if this is her lot in life, it should be like she should it should be by her choices. And so she chooses to go through the chemotherapy instead of doing like magic stuff because she's like, well, no, like I'm human. If you can save me from this. Why can't you save everybody else on Earth from this?
0: That's really, well, one, like, fair fucking point. Like, yeah, f- be like, if you can do this just for me, mm-hmm. why are you refusing it to do it for, like, a whole group of other people? But also, not many people could refuse that like she did. Like, if you think mm-hmm. about it, some people, whether it's for selfishness or what have you, or whether it's just them thinking, like, I want to live more to see my kids. Like, mm mm-hmm. No matter what the reason is, some people will not view denying a reason to be healed in the snap of a finger. Yeah. Like she is. She's choosing to go the way that everybody has else does and how everyone else does. Mm-hmm. And her, her chance of survival in that case isn't. Mm hmm as lucky as the deal that these godly entities are giving her and I can commend that because I don't even know what I would do if I was given that decision
1: yeah she's choosing to die as a human which is something like she values human life so much you see so much of that in these comics just how much she values even just the existence of life another reason why she was
0: worthy (laughs)
1: Yeah, so just just heartbreaking. So she gets taken back to Earth, and while this is all happening, the Mangog has broken through into Asgard, and he's just decimating the gods, fighting against him. Oh shit! He is so strong. He is like massive. So it's like a huge beast with this really cool, I'd say probably kind of Asian inspired, like almost samurai.
0: Yeah, the kind the way of his face is designed kind of reminds me of like an oni
1: oni that's what i was thinking of yeah it's really cool um so yeah the gods are fighting against this giant creature and jane is back on earth fighting for her life as she's yeah
0: oh it's heartbreaking
1: (laughs) as she's kind of shuffling around the hospital with like all these people watching her being like no you have to get your treatments and Forcing her to stay there. Um, she ends up running into one of her friends named Bonnie. Bonnie. And Bonnie is also going through chemo. Okay. And so when she sees her, she's like, I haven't seen you in a while. And that usually means not good things. Oh. So that usually means that people have died if they don't show back up to the chemo. Oh, and so she was yeah. worried. And so she was all excited to see Jane. And she asked her to come and pray with her. And it's this small... It's like maybe five panels long, but it's this small interaction that this is what I base the idea of why she's sticking to chemo instead of magical means is because she sees these people regularly and she watches them go through it. And she's like, why can't I save her, too? And so she she ends up praying with her friend because her her friend believes in prayer. And so she does that. And I think that that gives her the strength to make the decision that she does. Because Jane knows and has been told by doctors that if she becomes Thor one more time, she'll die. But if she doesn't, Asgard will fall. Oh. Seriously, this, these comics made me cry. Very oh. few comics make me cry, but it's, oh, it's heart-wrenching. The hammer knows her heart and shows up in her hospital room and is waiting for her. And so she takes it and she goes up to fight the man god. At one point in the battle, he asks her why she would die for the gods. And she replies, I die for love. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. And for
0: love.
1: It's an incredible battle. They're <laughs> extremely well matched, but at the end she ends up binding the Mangog with mighty chains attached to Mjolnir and then throws it along with the Mangog into the sun, oh, thus killing or as Jane may prefer, freeing the storm that was the mighty Mjolnir along with the monster.
0: I like how she made it not be like, I killed this all powerful weapon. Mm-hmm.
1: We'll but talk I... a little bit about that too. I have a couple more points that aren't really necessary for what the
0: storyline.
1: So, because Mjolnir is gone, <sighs> she can feel the magic fading and she removes her helmet. Odin's son at this time is angry because as he sees it, she threw his hammer into the sun mm-hmm. and so he's kind of mad but she takes off her helmet and she kisses him and oh. cuz she didn't want to like have their last time seeing each other be angry and then the magic leaves her po- her body no 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 and no, jane no, foster no. dies
0: no 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 that doesn't happen rewind rewind I didn't mean to interrupt, but no, what Allison meant (laughs) to say was, she takes off her helmet, they kiss, the magic goes away, Jane Foster goes back to earth, continues her chemotherapy, and she's fine!
1: sad me telling you this. Like, imagine reading this, like, comic by comic each week. It's Horrible.
0: so hard. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do mean to interrupt, but I just couldn't handle that you were telling me that she's fucking dead.
1: <laughs> but it's Marvel, so not everybody is as dead as they seem.
0: So true.
1: In the next comic, so she's dead for, like, a week while I'm waiting for the next
0: comic. <laughs> <laughs> She's dead just for a week.
1: (laughs) It's fine. Um, And in the next comic, we see Jane standing before the gates of Valhalla.
0: (gasps) Oh, that's good. That's good. Yes. That's good. That means she's alive.
1: (laughs) It's at this point that Odin comes to her and says that she has earned her place there.
0: Does he call her woman?
1: No. This is his good side? This is when he realizes, he's like, you killed this creature when none of us could. Mm. This is him kind of, like, eating crow a bit. Got it, got (laughs) it, got it. it. (laughs) So he's kind of realized the error of his ways by seeing, by witnessing her strength and by seeing exactly why it is that she was worthy of that hammer. And he sees her hesitation at the doors and he returns to Asgard, where Odin's son is attempting to revive Jane by harnessing some of the now released power of the Tempest Storm from within Mjolnir.
0: Oh, okay.
1: He's unable to harness enough, and so Odin helps him, and the two of them together revive Jane. It's incredible. Like, seriously, I cannot stress enough how beautiful these comics are they are gorgeous
0: not only in time but the artwork
1: yes like the whole thing um
0: who's the artist uh the artist shifts
1: a little bit in a couple of the different comics but okay. it kind of keeps the same sort of style the artist in this one is russell dotterman he, he does quite a few of them okay um there's usually this the same ones for usually the runs
0: is the artist that draws the same as that. Like, do they does that artist also do the coloring or
1: no? Okay, no. Just curious. No, the the coloring artist is Matthew Wilson. Got it. Cool, 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 mm-hmm.
0: cool.
1: So Jane begins her treatment again. This yeah. time being a good patient, <laughs> not and actually attending her chemotherapy sessions. And not turning into Thor on her weekends. very proud of her. Yes. And we end with her kind of musing to herself about how she now understands why the Thors care so much about their hammers. (laughs) And knowing how much she'll miss flying. Uh, There's actually a really cute, the beginning of... Um, the other series where I believe son comes back in the other series. I just bought number one because that was kind of the last episode in the series that was with Jane Foster Thor. Okay. Uh, it's kind of a really cute little epilogue where we meet son Thor's three granddaughters who are <laughs> calling themselves the Goddesses of Thunder. And they're all awesome. <laughs>
0: he has granddaughters?
1: He has granddaughters.
0: So... Who are they? The children of? I don't know.
1: It doesn't go that far into it, and Got I didn't it. care enough.
0: Okay, <laughs> just checking because I was like, when? Let me get a picture with all three of them. Hot, holy shit!
1: Yeah, they all have like awesome weapons, and they're all like fighters. They're all very much the same spirit of Thor.
0: Oh my,
1: I. Their costumes leave a little bit to be desired,
0: but they're
1: still super cool.
0: (laughs) Oh, but Allison, ignoring the costumes aside. Yeah. Ignoring the costumes aside, the spunky, short redhead. Yeah. And the tall, goldy-locked, waved, woman of the thunder evening. I don't fucking... I'm turned on yeah <laughs> i holy shit granddaughters of odinson like i need to know who the mom is I know. because Super i'm hot. like you must be proud of your daughters for being badass i've just yeah. gotta say yeah um so
1: it's a really cute little kind of standalone comic where they go searching through time for thor and it's kind of at the beginning. Lady
0: Thor or Odin's son Thor,
1: Jane, like Jane Foster. Jane Thor. Foster
0: Thor. Yeah, right, not Lady. Yeah, but
1: it kind of it doesn't say that right no. away, and so you don't really. It kind of lulls you into that, like it plays on your assumptions. Yeah. So they they go searching for Thor because throughout their entire childhood, Odin's son would tell them stories of like the, the greatest Thor, and so she was their hero, and so they just want to go and meet. Jane Foster.
0: Oh, that's so cute. That is a strong woman empowering three young women to also be (laughs) strong. And, like, it's not even because Jane's, she's, Jane Foster is strong in the real way, the real way that matters, in heart, in mind, and, like, in giving up shit because you just want to do the better for humanity and not because of just thinking you deserve a power and so you're strong in that way because you're tough shit. No, she is strong in the real way and she's empowering three young women the goddesses of thunder and i am so happy do you want to know the
1: best part please tell me right now they find her in her mortal form (gasps) so they find her as she's been walking the block around the therapy center and when they find her she's like i don't she kinda of seems like she's like, I don't know like if I'm the one that you're looking for and she kind of understands the idea of time travel. So Jane's not exactly flummoxed by this. Yeah. But she's like, Yeah, like I've been walking around this block trying to find the courage to go in there. And then these three young women show up and tell her about everything that she meant to them and how much they like oh, love her and then oh. before they leave she gets to go flying with one of them again and it's just like oh i'm gonna
0: cry oh god oh. it's so good <laughs> oh that is so wholesome
1: <laughs> oh I'm i know. So happy <laughs> i know it's so oh her run (laughs) the writing the artistry like everything about it the the morals that they put in the story is like they put so much thought and care into these comics it just it shines through and it's so cool so i'm gonna quickly jump around to a couple of my favorite moments throughout these comics because there's a lot to like cover and I didn't really want to give you like a full recap again.
0: So these are the ones that are your favorite. Yes
1: so these are my favorite moments.
0: At the end of each moment are you gonna tell me why they're your favorite in particular? Yes. Okay cool.
1: So the first one is pretty short. When Thor first picks up the hammer there's actually... Literally propaganda posters that say false Thor with her face on them. (sighs) Like Odin goes all out trying to show that like she's she stole the hammer. She didn't earn it. Like all of these horrible things. And it just exactly mirrored what was happening in the real world with people being like she's not Thor. Like she's not really that. And it's so cool seeing it like. Okay, okay, okay show back again so there's another time when she is showing how cool she is in her mortal form when she stands up to Cull the god of fear
0: the god of fear
1: yes here it is ooh so in the mighty Thor number 15 Jane Foster She st- <laughs> <love> the
0: t-shirt
1: <laughs> She stands up to call in one of the best outfits ever drawn in comic history, a pair of plaid (laughs) pajama pants and a massive T-shirt with an oversized rainbow ice cream that has block letters on it saying, big gay ice cream. (laughs) Oh, love it. As she's standing face to face with the god of fear, (laughs) like, giving no shits. (laughs)
0: I like her comment yeah hi sorry you should have told me you were coming by I would have tried to make the place smell less like vomit
1: <laughs> yes and as I mentioned I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about like the relationship the, the unique relationship that Jane Foster has with Mjolnir mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Please, because please. she whereas I feel like I don't know So correct me if I'm wrong. But I feel like Thor Odinson never really saw the hammer as its own thing. Mm. Whereas Jane Foster Thor took the time to kind of get to know the hammer. She went in search of the history of it, of how it was created. She found out that Mjolnir actually contains a massive storm
0: called the Storm Tempest. Ooh. So, what you're telling me, Allison, is she fact checked. Mm hmm. Oh, the God Tempest. The God Tempest. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Yeah, and it has a mind of its own. And.
0: So, it's like sentient?
1: Yeah. Okay. Kind of, but like.
0: In a more feeling raw way than yeah. like a thinking thought sort of. Okay, okay. Yeah, cool. like in like
1: an unruly kind of massive existence of passion and might <laughs> Ooh, got it got it so that's really cool um and now i would like to talk about exterminatrix what the most banana super villain i never even knew that she existed and now all i want to do is dress up as her because she is the most like fucked up crazy villain
0: Is she a newer villain, or has she technically been in the comics a lot?
1: She's been in the comics a while, but I don't think she's, like, super well used. Okay. So, I'm gonna... Where is it?
0: So... What the (laughs) fuck? Can you talk while I watch? My, My god.
1: Yes. So, Exterminatrix, her real name is Oubliette Midas, She is essentially dressed in like a super dominatrix outfit, like boots all the way up to her crotch, like high heels. They got shoulder pads, they got the
0: red bottoms.
1: So, you know, them Christian Louboutins, like you know, she spent the money. And she's got this like killer little like cape with some probably shoulder pads under there. And she's got like a gimp mask on, but it has no mouth hole and it just has like a kiss of like red lipstick on the outside and she's got this like huge red ponytail coming out the top she's so cool (laughs) and this is one of her
0: definitely not a costume i think would like it looks so fucking cool but i'm thinking like there has to be some pain
1: oh yeah because of this this is her statement from the next comic she says this about herself I'm Oubliette Midas. My father was an irradiated sadist who named me after an instrument of torture and raised me to be his personal murder doll. So what she's. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I need like a series on her. <laughs> I need to know her history. It's got to be like rated R and super fucked up with like tons of violence in it, but it's something I need. <laughs> oh
0: my god. That is rough. Fun time, dear. Po- I would. What type of upbringing is that? <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Um. <laughs> Back to
1: Thor, please. Back to Thor. <laughs> Enough of Exterminatrix. There's this really sweet moment uh, between Jane and Odin's son when she finally tells him. she that she is thor um he at first doesn't take it well but she knew that he was the only one who would understand and she needed somebody to talk to because she's terrified of so many things but mostly she is scared of losing herself scared to waste away in the flesh of jane foster slowly losing the fight against cancer but also scared of remaining as Thor forever, and losing what makes her human and what makes her her. So it's this, it's this really touching scene where I think Odin's son learns a lot about himself and about Jane. Mm-hmm. Like he realizes that she didn't steal the hammer to hurt his feelings. It was nothing against him. She didn't take it for those reasons, and to see somebody he cares about so much so scared i think was a really it's a really big moment and it was really sweet because you see her going through these things like they'd never take for granted that the audience just understands what jane's thinking they really let you show they really show you and explain to you why she is so incredible um before i talk about my my number one favorite moment i'm gonna talk about one of probably the most heartbreaking moments in the comics aside from you know her dying <laughs> <laughs> uh so i'm gonna give you a little bit of background there's a bunch of stuff going on for the war of the realms malekith has brought in a bunch of the quote-unquote bad realms to be mm-hmm. on his side uh one of those realms is Muspelheim. oh so that's like the fire realm and all of these realms are different worlds. There's the mountain realm, the, fr- the frozen one. Isn't there an elf realm? There's a light elf one, there's the dark elf one. Yeah. Like all of these things. Um, and all of them have obviously good people and bad people on them. Like their entire world's full of beings. Yeah. The Moose warriors are fighting on Nidavellir, which I believe is the light elf one. Either way, Volstagg, the the chubby warrior with the red hair, who's yeah, so sweet, he's lovable. Uh, him and Jane are quite close because he helps her with her Congress duties, oh. and he'll like take her to the hospital and wait Aww. with her because she needs she needs somebody to travel with in order to get back to Earth to take her chemo. Yeah, and so he'll like travel with her, and it's very Aww, sweet. What a so how they're super close and their relationship is adorable. So Volstagg is trying to protect people on this realm and he has his arms full of children as he's fleeing these warriors and one of them throws a bomb at him and these children are it might be elves but they're not gods they're not him yeah. and so the children die they like burn to ash in his arms oh, no. and he breaks like, he's so full of rage and anger that he becomes Warthor. So a hammer from, like, a different age of Asgard what? comes through the gate and, like, tears itself into this world to come to Volstagg and to what? allow him to, like, get this crazy strength and become Warthor. Ah, And so he goes to the realm of Muspelheim and he starts essentially taking his revenge. And this is when Thor shows up and sees him blinded by his anger and everything. And in the background of some of these panels, you see these like flame creatures. You see one like carrying a child away and like... You see him doing exactly what that thing did to him. Like, he's destroying families. He's destroying innocent bystanders. Oh, and no. so Thor, like, bamps them to the yawning void. And then they fight and they end up crashing into another one of the realms. This is where she shows him that she's Jane. <gasps> because she realizes she can't snap him out of this by fighting. She can't break this rage yeah. and this sorrow and pain by with muscles yeah. and so she drops the form and she shows him that she's like i'm here as your friend and it's okay oh. and there's this like beautiful drawing of like they're sitting on like this big tree branch and he's just like huddled over and she's just she just calls her hand on his back and she's just comforting him and like allowing him to feel that like pain and sorrow and being there for him as his like as his friend That's something that Thor could never do the way that Jane Foster does. Yeah. And it's just, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. It's so good. (laughs) I am a sucker for good friendship. Uh, I know. Just fucking heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So now, last but not least, my favorite moment so this is at the end of the first one through eight run Okay, and there is this absolutely incredible like call in the cavalry moment you know when when the heroes on the ropes and you just don't know if they're going to survive and yeah. then somebody comes in and like like the the riders of what is it Rohan coming over the hill in Lord of the Rings and like all of this crazy stuff so this comic has that moment that Ooh. just is so awesome so Thor is fighting a destroyer bot run by Kull. And so it's actually faster. It's reacting better. This is while Odin is still trying to kill Thor because oh, he believes that she's evil, I sure. guess. Sure.
0: Okay. Whatever.
1: Whatever. <laughs> and so it's it's hurting her. It's actually like doing damage. I believe Freya is the one who finds out that they're doing this. And so she recruits Odin's son, who then goes and gets all of those women that he had on that list and like barrels through a portal with them. And like all of these incredible, like Norse awesome women come piling through and they all just like destroy the destroyer together. And it's so good.
0: Oh. I'll show you. Please. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh, she kisses the hammer. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that. Oh! Look at them! <laughs> Holy shit! <gasps> Captain Marvel is there. Yes.
1: Like Brumhild's there. There's a bunch of the like Sifs there. Scarlet Witch is there. Black yeah. Widow. Like, Valkyrie, Spider-Woman is there. I see
0: her at the back. I see her at the back. And there. It continues in this one. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. You know who they don't have? Hmm. Who I think could just kick major booty? Rogue. Just saying.
1: Yeah. Just saying. This was still when there was a lot of things with Fox and Disney um, um. So they weren't really doing much with the mutants that fair. Fox had. That's fair. But I'm digging it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to go on a hopefully really quick little side tangent. Okay. Because this is like the last thing I have to talk about. Is it the last about. side tangent? This is, this is the last thing I have to talk about. And it's love and thunder. <laughs> oh,
0: yes okay i am saddled up ready to go put me on this ride taiki with tt oh yes natalie portman okay i'm ready elson
1: so there's not a whole lot known yet about love and thunder uh it's supposed to be released november 5th of 2021 it's currently, I believe, in pre pre-pro- pre-production. <laughs> um, so far they have obviously Tessa Thompson, Taika Waititi, uh Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman coming on as the real like main Gangbuster cast. I'm super happy that Taika Waititi is coming back as Korg because Korg was amazing and i love him he's such a sweet boy (laughs) Uh, and him coming back as a director too is really really cool uh we have christian bale slated as a villain unnamed villain oh Uh And we have Vin Diesel Who is not on the IMDB So this is only from An article I read on One of the fandom websites Which I have a link to later You can find if you care But as the voice of Groot So we might be seeing some Guardians of the Galaxy crossover
0: okay
1: Okay
0: (laughs) I love Groot
1: So I have some quotes From a article from insider.com there's four um just kind of about the production of the movie so the first one is quote it's going to be bigger and louder and more bombastic ytt told wired in 2019 Uh, in october 2019 and then he goes on to say, it's only interesting to me if we're doubling down on how nuts Ragnarok was.
0: Sweet. <laughs> Which Sweet. is
1: exactly what I want. All I want from a Thor movie is, like, crazy shit in I space. I loved Ragnarok. Ragnarok, honestly, is probably my number one favorite of all Chef of the movies. Kit. Mwah. Mwah. Perfection. How did Taika Waititi get a story of refugees into a multi-billion dollar... Disney joint, I do not know. (laughs) He he
0: did it, and it's great.
1: It was his adorable attitude. And all of the pictures of him snuggling with everybody on the couch. And how fabulously, like, non-scared they are about being touchy-feely. They're so cute. And then there's another one. This is a quote about Tessa Thompson wanting to make Valkyrie openly queer (gasps) in the movies. So... Y.T.T. responded to this by saying with the actors I feel whatever makes them comfortable whether they feel like there's a natural choice or a natural way for that character to go then I'm pretty supportive if Tessa wanted to do that I'm in yeah So yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> wow <laughs> fuck yeah let's make this shit canon <laughs> so ready for it <laughs> uh, Thompson as I mentioned is back as Valkyrie and she has the support of the director wanting it to be explicitly Dope. queer Dope. which is super Dope. Dope. awesome. Dope. 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 They it's also come out that they are not sure if the cancer storyline will still be in the final version mm. but they are taking a lot of inspiration from this these runs of comics like oh, okay. they really feel like it's important to get the feeling of these comics into the movies.
0: Got it. Um, cool.
1: The Guardians might end up in it, and both Goldbloom and Ruffalo would be willing to take part in the film as well. Oh,
0: Goldbloom! Goldbloom! Oh, yes! That <laughs> was my <great>.
1: favorite.
0: <laughs> I loved his role.
1: He was so good. It was uh, fun. So, yeah, that's all the information that I have on Love and Thunder, but I'm very excited about it. As I you should be. loved just like the color of Ragnarok, and I can't wait to get. You know, and then there's that awesome quote from Tessa Thompson about how, how king as the, the rule, as the king of Asgard, she needs her queen. And yeah. I'm just like, yes! Can't wait. Openly queer characters! Oh, whoa. So, do you have any more questions before I sign
0: off? One question. Okay. And I want you to answer with one word. Okay. How would you describe Jane Foster's Thor, the impact the character had on you, in one word?
1: I could go with something, like, inspiring, because obviously. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I'd almost go with something more, like, introspective. I found that reading these comics and going on this journey with... Jane Foster trying to come to terms with being all powerful with the hammer, but then also struggling so much in her mortal life, but still valuing her mortal life Mm -hmm. above all else. The idea that she believes so much in the worth and the value of other beings' lives above her own is extremely inspiring, but it also makes you look at your own kind of beliefs and it makes you question like would I ever be willing to do that like would I ever be able to give up the kinds of things that she did and just even like in the small things that she does like being there for Volstagg and those kinds of things and it shows that there's there's so much strength in just being human and yeah good job Allison (laughs) Thank you. A plus.
0: Stamp check. Here you go. I am so
1: sorry with how long this episode is. I'm sure you'll
0: have things to cut out. It's like an hour and
1: a half right
0: now. We will. It'll be fine. You got time.
1: (laughs) So that's why I love Thor. Fonda. Before we end off this extremely long episode of The Wedge Bench. Oh. what are you
0: excited about right now? I'm going to make it short and quick. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I am quite excited specifically for... The Black Widow movie that's coming out. Oh, yeah. Or will already be out by the time this episode is up. Yes. Reason being, I am excited to see what they're going to do because a movie like this has been talked about and in the works for a long time. So I'm excited to see how it goes. Mm -hmm.
1: I'm excited to see just more of Black Widow's actual story. Like, give her some... Not just throw away screen time.
0: Yeah, it'll be cool. Super excited about Black yeah, Widow, I think it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's what good old little me is excited about. <laughs> now you can find us wherever podcasts can be found. Please make sure to rate and subscribe if you haven't already. It really does help us. We're getting some in on iTunes, and it's really nice to see. So thank you. You can follow us on Tumblr and Twitter and Instagram at WenchBenchPod. And if you want to reach out, you can always send us an email at WenchBenchPod at gmail.com. All of our fantastic art for the Wench bench was designed by the wonderful Tessa Joyce Rekin. And you can find her on Twitter at Werevile. But, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.
1: As I mentioned, Jane Fonda takes... (laughs) It's it's in there forever now. If Jane Fonda were younger, she would play Jane Foster. And it would ruin my life, because I would never get them straight.
0: Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. Oh no, go ahead, <laughs> laugh just, me. I just know what it's like when you keep <sighs> fucking up a person's name, you're like, god damn it. <laughs>